Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For as little as 32 bucks a week, you can pick an experienced licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every one having at least a master's degree and over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com slash beautiful. And to get 30 bucks off your first month and show your support for the podcast, use the code beautiful. That's beautiful at Talkspace.com slash beautiful. Support for today's show comes from Squarespace. Whether you need a portfolio to showcase your work, a store to sell your products and services, or a blog to share your ideas, Squarespace gives you everything you need to make your next move into a reality. Not to mention, with Squarespace's beautifully designed templates and customizable features, creating a beautiful website is a simple, intuitive process. All you do, you add, you arrange your content with the click of a mouse. Start your free trial today at squarespace.com. Enter offer code CG to get 10% off your first purchase. Hello to everybody returning shitty curtains. It's beautiful anonymous. One hour, one phone call. No names, no holds barred. I'd rather go one on one. I think it'll be more fun. And I'll get to know you and you'll get to know me. Hello everybody. Welcome to another episode of Beautiful Anonymous. It's your friend Chris, Gethard, as they call me. So happy to have you. So happy for this call. I think you're going to enjoy it. Before we get to that, a couple things. Feedback to last week's episode. I have to thank everybody in that Facebook group. There's almost 18,000 people in there now. And between Facebook, Twitter, everything I saw, it's really bracing myself for fighting because Charlottesville has been such a such a divisive issue. It really has torn things up here in the States. And uh, instead, it was so beautiful. There were definitely people putting opinions out there. There was tension at times. But I have to say, in that Facebook group, the biggest thing people wound up fighting about was what's the best character to use in Mario Kart. And that was very heartwarming. I, I don't uh, always post in there as much as I used to, but I still read it all. And it was it was really, it was so cool to see. And thank you guys all, me and all those mods. We were bracing ourselves. And uh, it was great. It was really cool. Thank you for that. It was a beautiful thing. Wanted to let you guys know we got some tour dates coming up. Beautiful Anonymous. Now hear this fest at uh, New York City. You want to check that out. Doing it at Denton, Texas. Gonna check that out at Fest in Gainesville, where we're also doing a live Chris Gethard show. And I'm doing some stand up too in Binghamton and Woodstock. You can check all those dates out at chrisgeth.com. And I hope I see you guys out there at some of our live, beautiful, anonymous tapings. And speaking of the Chris Gethard show, thanks to all you guys for supporting it. It's been so nice of you. Uh, the beautiful, anonymous fans have really had my back. Show is pretty bizarre. But everybody has been kind and supportive. That's nice. This next week, we got Method Man from the Wu-Tang Clan. We're going to have a very uh, frank, honest conversation about death. So that one might uh, <laughs> cross over into the beautiful anonymous listeners' interests more than usual. Also, for anybody in the Earwolf family, I, I'm on a Comedy Bang Bang. Comedy Bang Bang is a great show, and I'm on it this week. So if you're a fan of both, please do enjoy them. Please do enjoy Comedy Bang Bang. Thanks to Scott for having me. Let's talk about this week's episode. I'm so happy to have this conversation. This lady, I found her quite cool. I thought, uh, you'll hear, she's like quite decisive in her life about certain things. She's also in the middle of uh, of a pregnancy, towards the tail end, actually. And she walked me through a lot of what that's like. It wasn't necessarily something that she signed up for. And she's let me know about the sci-fi aspects of it, the things she's learning that I might not know. And she had a great sense of humor, great sense of charm. And I have to tell you, twist and a twist at the end of the episode that you're not going to miss so 
Um, I'll keep this intro as short as I can this week. Enjoy it. You guys are so nice. Thanks for supporting me, supporting the podcast, supporting all my work. You're the best. See you soon. Go to chrisketh.com. All the, the tickets are on sale. Check them out. Thank you for calling Beautiful Anonymous. A beeping noise will indicate when you are on the show with the host. Hello? Hi. Hi, is this Chris? Yes. How are you? Hey, I'm fantastic. How are you? What's going on? Uh, let's see what's going on. Well, I'll tell you, I'm really happy to be talking to you. I've, my, my, I, you know, my day job is working on the TV show I do, and it's very busy and a lot of hard work, so I'm psyched I get to come here and just chill out and talk to you for an hour. I know. I've been seeing you all over Twitter. It's like every day. What can I say? Calls. I'm very annoying That's on awesome. Twitter. I am very annoying on Twitter. I'm the first to admit that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're fine. You're totally fine. Don't even worry about it. There's a lot more annoying people on Twitter, including <laughs> politicians right now. <laughs> Burn. Throwing, throwing haymakers right out of the gate. <laughs> hey, call them like you see them, you know? Yeah. No other way. Now, how are you, more importantly? I'm fantastic. It's my birthday, Chris Gathard. Hey, happy birthday. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thanks for taking an hour out of your birthday so to talk to me. That's nice. That's good. What do you do? What have you done oh, on your birthday? Well, you know, well, I work today. I usually work, uh, I'm a nine to fiver, so I never get to call because I usually take calls in the middle of the day, but, um, I had summer hours today, so we got out early, and I was just out and about, and uh, fired tweet, so gave it a call. Gave nice. it a ring. Got through. I feel pressure to make this a good experience for you so that I don't ruin your birthday. You should. Birthdays are very important to me. Wow. You didn't cut me any slack on that <laughs> at kidding. all. You didn't cut me any slack at all. I'm not, I'm not a big slack cutter. Ask my husband. <laughs> What are you doing tonight? What how how else what's what are we celebrating moving forward? Going out to dinner with the husband? Uh no, we're gonna make something at a home probably. I'm gonna do a whole lot of nothing because I'm also eight months pregnant, which means I am in bed by nine o'clock pretty much every night. Wow, congrats <laughs> um, again. I'm exhausted after a day of walking around and living. <laughs> That's is this your first kid? First child, first baby, having a little girl. Can't wait. Congratulations. To uh, mid-September, so we'll see. That's cool. Mid-September. Yeah, it's pretty exciting, but it's been a total whirlwind. It's been a total whirlwind to be pregnant. It's the craziest experience of your life. And uh, I was not at all prepared for it because we didn't even think we wanted to have kids at all. And then we accidentally got pregnant and decided, all right, let's do this. Let's just plunge in and make it happen well congrats so. and also bummer <laughs> initial right. fear Thank initial you. panic right is that just panic out of the gate yes still panic still panic <laughs> all the time all, all day every day i have no idea what's going to happen i'm like i tell people all the time like this kid's gonna be fucked up it's gonna be fucked up because i have no idea what's gonna happen uh, so yeah i can imagine everyone says that you just kind of figure it out though that's what i hear so. I'm going with that theory. Yeah, people always say that. You just figure it out. And it's like, okay, I guess I'll just figure out how to attend to this human life. It's a lot to figure out. It is a lot to figure out. And I really hope that wasn't my parents' approach. But, but it, I'm starting to realize. It definitely it was, was, right? I have, I have had that <laughs> realization as an adult so many times. Not just about, you know, parenting stuff, which I haven't done yet. 
But you realize I'm 37 now, and I'm like, oh, my parents were winging it. I thought they knew what they were doing. They definitely did not. Absolutely. I've had that experience for the last, I would say, like, I don't know, 10, 12 years since I've been out of college. I thought once you got out of college, you'd figure things out, and then all of a sudden you would know what's going on. Turns out no one has any idea what they're doing, and everyone's just making things up, trying to make the right choices. And so... I mean, it's kind of comforting because then you're just like, you know, I can't really mess this up too bad, right? I guess if everybody so. else has it together. Somehow civilization manages to continue, so I guess guess it works out. My parents didn't have two dimes yeah. to rub. The- my mom told me when, when her and my dad got married, they had uh, one month's rent to between them. Oh, my God. And they lived in northern New Jersey oh in God. the 70s in a not good neighborhood. They didn't have two dimes to rub together, and then they went and raised two kids. Wow, they did that. How do you even do that? I don't know. You just put they, they just put their game face on. You... So many things in my childhood right. I think back to that were completely insane. And I just didn't know that because my parents kept their poker faces on the whole time. So many times where I was in danger, okay. where we had no money and phys- physical danger. And I just had no idea. And then I got older and I was like, that was really hard, right? And they were like, oh, it's ter- every day was terrifying. Oh, yeah. Agreed. Similar situations. My mom, in particular, I mean, there's a lot of calls on this show that, like, go into emotional scars, so I'm not really, we don't have, we're not going to talk about that, but I'll just, not sugar, on your you know, give you the, <laughs> give you the, give you the uh, cliff notes, which is that, like, my mom raised us as a single mom and then married someone, or married my stepdad, but my mom had four girls. And now, as an adult, looking back on that, I'm like, that guy married into a woman who had four girls on her own? That's insane. <laughs> like, what a saint. What a yeah. saint. Yeah. I mean, he's a step... I'm sure there are so many points where you're like, stepdad, when you're young. But now you must look at that and be like, wow, you stepped up to the plate hard. Oh, yeah. He was awesome. He, uh, we did the father-daughter dance at my wedding. He's great. That's nice. He's a, he's a good man. How so. long have you been married? Hilarious question, Chris Gethard. I've been married for eight months. Come on. <laughs> Did you conceive? I'm not joking. I'm going to go there. Did you what? conceive the baby on your wedding night? No, I did not. I'm going to go there. Didn't have sex on my wedding night. Lots of people don't. Not ashamed. Oh, it's a very um, busy I day. I the baby probably... Yeah, right? It's exhausting. I can see the baby probably like four days after my wedding, five days after Please. my wedding. Were you on a honeymoon or was it just... Random luck. Was not on the honeymoon. Oh, four days after your wedding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was really embarrassing. And then we went on a honeymoon at the end of uh, January. We got married on New Year's Eve. <laughs> and we uh, went on our honeymoon at the end of January. And on our honeymoon, made like the official decision that we weren't going to have kids. We've been together for like seven years. So... Um, <laughs> We kind of like decided, like, oh, we're going to get like the procedures done, and little did I know I was four weeks pregnant. It had gone that time. far. You were going to get the. You, he was yeah. going to get snipped. Yeah, he was going to get snipped, and then we came home, and I thought I had Zika. I'm not kidding. I got tested for Zika because I was like, I'm so nauseous. <laughs> I know. And they took a glass of wine and I was like, something's not right because I drink so much wine. Um, so wow. I was like, something's not right. And then I got tested for Zika and my doctor was like, hilarious, you're pregnant. They could tell from the Zika test. So, well, because they test your urine. So, uh, 
They tested my blood and my urine. But you had she, Zika. You know, she asked me, she's like, are you sure you're not pregnant? You should so. name, are you going to name the baby like Zika? Before. I mean, that's, if it isn't associated with a virus, I don't think that's a bad name. It's kind of a cute name, but no, Beautiful the baby's name. name will be Penelope. I can say her oh, name. Oh, Penelope. Right? Just not mine. One of my good friends, my buddy Jeff from college, his daughter's name is Penelope, and she's the best. Shout out to Jeff. Good choice. Yeah. And I'll tell you something about her, though. She's real, and I say this with so much love, and if Jeff ever hears this, he knows it. Jeff was such like a, he was like a real mischief. I lived with him two years in college, and he was always like pranking people. And now his daughter Penelope is like <laughs> such a lovable, cute pain in the ass who like runs it. She's like alpha. She like alphas over him. She like tries to run the show and tell him how things are going to be. And I love it that my friend who was always a pain in the ass has a kid who's giving him the business. I love it. That's awesome. That's fantastic. I think my husband is worried that that's what's going to happen. That yeah. Penel- my Penelope will emulate me and run the business all over him. <laughs> are you, now, is he still getting snipped? Are you cutting it off at one or is this reevaluated the family planning? Reevaluating the family planning. We're probably not going to have another one because I don't know. I really hate being pregnant, but um, you know, you just, you know, we said we weren't going to have any, so we just can't make these abrupt decisions. We need to like, let's yeah. meet her. Let's see if I think it was worth it. You I, know, I bet it's like, let's reevaluate, take our time, figure this out again. And then once things calm down, you guys will sit down, you'll have another talk and you'll go, you know what? I think one's enough. Yeah. He'll say the same same here. One's enough. I'm going to go get snipped. Yeah. And then on the way to the snip doctor, cell phone's going to ring. You're pregnant with triplets. <laughs> you got triplets coming. Oh my God. Oh my God. Every That's time. That's my name. Actually, so my uh, my husband is a twin. And so when we got our first <laughs> ultrasound, uh, when I was six weeks pregnant, I was like, there's just one heartbeat in there, right? There's just one, right? <laughs> she was like, yeah, just one. <laughs> uh, you're going to have triplets on your way to the snip doctor. You're going to get the news. That's my prediction. Oh, my God. No offense to anyone who has triplets, but no thank you. I could not do that. It seems like hard work. A lot of hard that work. That is like more. That is. I think that I know my own mental and emotional and physical capacity, and I just don't think that I could do that. I think that I would just melt into the floor. Do you think there's Probably. anyone who's ever found out they're pregnant with triplets and has been like, cool, yeah, I'm good with that? Do you think there's anyone who's like, that's within my mental and emotional capacity? I don't think, is there one I person mean, in human history who's been like, oh, three, you say? Great, cool. I have I the mean, money, room, and, and mental acuity for that. Maybe that family with like the 20 kids that has that oh, TV show? Yeah, those I don't guys. know their names. Those guys, I forget. Maybe their they names would too. be like, "Yes, this is wonderful." <laughs> Octomom, right? They called her Octomom. No, that was the one who had eight at once. Oh, she had eight at once, and then there was that. Yeah, yeah she had eight at once. I think eight at didn't once. she? I don't know. Yes, and then you're talking about the family where it was like, didn't one of the sons get creepy, and then everybody just pretended they didn't exist yeah. anymore? Yeah. Yeah, and then like two of them got a spinoff show. Did they? Yeah, I think so. Man, pop culture. We're not the correct people to be talking about this because neither one of us clearly pay that much attention. No. Well, I, I tell you, these pop culture things, they move real fast, huh? They move real fast. Oh, my God. Out of control. I can't keep up with it. Crank these reality shows out. Also, I don't really care to keep up with it. No. It's not anything I care about, you know? You get fed up with things, with politicians and pop culture. This is two times that you've invented. 
Oh, yeah, I'm over it, for sure. Because <laughs> I just don't care about the Kardashians. I don't. Yeah, not your bag, not your thing. It's kind of boring, right? Like, after you really sit back and look at it, I'm like, this is just boring. You're just making things up to waste my time. I mean, that's all of entertainment, though, right? Isn't, didn't you just... That's, you just define entertainment, people making things up to waste your time, right? Yeah, but if there's like, yeah, but if there's like artistic skill and quality that goes into you know, in behind it, like a well-made movie or a well-formed comedy show, Mr. Gethard. A well-thought-out talk show that's format-breaking and interactive. Yes. Thank you. Exactly. Thank exactly. You. Then I can get behind that and I will spend my time with that. But, you know, if if you're just, like, complaining on TV and eating salad, which is what I hear the Kardashians do, <laughs> I can't. I don't have time for that. Now, eight months. Can I go back to that? Yes. Have, has there, have there been any tales? And, and again, I've, uh, I'm asking, I'm, I might be ignorant. Have there been any moments you can look back on over the eight months where you're like, whoa, that was... That was my, like, have you had any fights with the husband that you wouldn't have? Has there been any shifts emotionally? <laughs> are there things like this that happen, or is the, are those just wives' tales? <laughs> those are not wives' tales. I just was tell, I was just talking to my husband about that, like, an hour ago. Um, I Yes, I those are not wives' tales. I will tell you many stories. Um, just now, before I left the house, I had a breakdown because I'm at the, I'm at the point where my ankles and feet are swelling. And so I was like, I have cankles and I have to wear shorts. It's so hot. <laughs> and he was like, you look beautiful. And I was like, I look awful. So there's that. That lasted like, you know, 60 seconds or mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of stuff happens all the time where I'll just be like, I know I'm terrible and a pain to deal with because I just think that I'm worse than I am. Right. Um, and then... <laughs> The worst one was he was eating chicken, like a like a wing, with his fingers. And this was maybe like two months ago. And I broke down and started bawling and call him called him so disgusting over and over for like fifteen minutes. <laughs> no. And like I can't believe you're the father of my baby. You you're said so that disgusting. You said I can't believe you're the father yeah. of my baby. You are so disgusting. Yeah. Because yeah. he ate wings like, in the okay, way you're supposed yeah. to eat wings? <laughs> yes. That's the standard wing. Is there anybody <laughs> yes. out there eating wings with a knife and fork? <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> and how does he react? Is he hurt? Is he just confused? I would just be so no. confused. Yes, he's just very confused and he just knows that it's the hormones and he just like comes over and he's so great, Chris. He's so wonderful. He just comes over and he hugs me and he says like, it's okay. I'm sorry. I'll get a fork. And you're, you know. So he's walking over to hug you, and you're like, "Take your fucking disgusting wing fingers away yeah. from me. Get that wing sauce hand That's away from me, exactly. you disgusting pig." That's exactly what I said. I was like, "No, you're gonna get it all over me." You're disgusting. I don't know how I'd react if my wife looked me in the eye and said, "You're disgusting." And you said this for 15 minutes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh. And we had only been married for six months. Ooh. Like, I mean, I'm just. <laughs> I know. But you're together oh, seven so years. Terrible. You're just you, so that's good. Yeah, we've been together for a long time. Nobody was surprised when you guys uh, when the question got popped. No, nobody was surprised, especially because he did it like on a, a big vacation we took. That like 
I was like, if you don't propose on this vacation, something is going, like something bad will probably happen. <laughs> so you threatened a breakup. Um, I had already, no, it's just that I had already picked our wedding date and was like, I hope you propose before then. So <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Well, you picked the wedding well, date. I he knew to... there was, a... did he know the wedding date? Yeah, 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 yeah. I told him. So you had a I wedding him, date like, set. He knew about it. And then he proposed. Yeah, it's not like I booked a venue or anything. <laughs> so you just gave him just no option. I like, I want to get married. Well, yeah, sort of. Well, he had a long advance notice. He had like two years notice. But wait, you kind of proposed so to him like, then, no? No, I just was like, hey, listen, New Year's Eve is happening on a Saturday in 2016. I really want to have a winter wedding. I think it's a good reason to throw a party. It would be super fun to get married that day. Let's do it. I want, that's when I want to get married. And he kind of like brushed it off, but then he proposed <laughs> with the appropriate amount of time for me to plan that. So that's it worked out. <laughs> so you, you, you let him know we're getting married on this exact date on this year and then left it to him to feel. So you basically told. You basically allowed him to feel like he played a part in it at the end of the day. You proposed, and then you allowed him to propose. I mean, I mean, you're making it, it just sounds a lot worse coming out the other side. It's not a bad thing, but you basically explained to a person how his life would go and then said, I will, you basically said, I'm going to allow you to think you're not living in the matrix that I'm constructing. I'm going to make you think that you actually have free will when you don't have free will. He has tons of free will. Not I just really wanted a New Year's Eve snowy wedding. Is that too much to ask? Just so you know, the guys in the control room all started belly laughing loud enough. I could hear them through the glass at the idea that he had free will, which he does not. He did not. In that case, in that case he did not. In that case, he did not. <laughs> well, whatever. I had been waiting five years. Time to get on it anyway. You know, totally fair. Gonna the pot. Yeah. This. Totally fair. Totally. I had already moved across the country with him, like quit my job and moved across the country for him to yeah. a city that I didn't really want to live in. So he kind of owed me one, right? Yeah, you know, you're good. <laughs> I love that. I love that you're like, hey, you're marrying me on this date and time. And then he's like, okay, but I don't want kids. And then you're pregnant. <laughs> it was me. I was the one who was like, no kids. Nope, oh, nope, wow. nope, nope, nope. Wow. What's it like and being married we to a like, twin? Oh, okay. What's it like being married to a twin? Is that... uh, his twin is a girl. So oh. it's very like they're not twins. Mm -hmm. They don't, I mean, they're like close as any brother and sister would be, but he has another sister that he's closer with. They don't have that and, like psychic uh, thing. They don't have those psychic powers. No, yeah. No, yeah. They're not like, oh no, he's in trouble. I can feel it. Yeah, where they like exchange eye contact and then you they're referencing things that they never said out loud. Is that a thing? I don't know yeah, if that's no, a thing. Yeah, no, no. Nothing like that. Nothing like uh, that. I don't know many twins. So he's a, yeah, he's the only boy in his family. So he's got a close relationship with his mother. That's nice. That's a sign of a good guy, right? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. That's cool. Now. Yeah. Let me know, like, they say nine months, 
but there's a window when 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 you could go into labor that's a few weeks out from that. Are you in that window? Yeah, I'm actually having contractions right now. I'm not going to lie to you. Well, if there's ever been a good time to pause, it is this one. Check out our sponsors. They got a lot of products, services, things that might help your life. Use the promo codes if you're into them. It really helps the show when you do. And we'll be right back with more phone calls. Support for today's show comes from Squarespace. Whatever your next big idea might be, you can count on Squarespace to help you create an eye-catching online platform. Brings it to life. Look, everybody knows, right? We've all heard it. You need a portfolio to showcase your stuff. You need a store to sell your products and services. You need a blog to share your ideas. Squarespace gives you everything you need to look like an expert right from the start. But here's something you don't always you don't always hear this. I use it. I used it well before there were ever an advertiser on this show, and it's so easy. It's so intuitive. I am not smart enough to know how to code. It made it easy. It's a, you, you can build a whole website just by experimenting. It's very cool, very simple, and I'm really a big fan. You can go get a unique domain. That strengthens your brand, makes it easier for visitors to find you. Plus, with Squarespace's award-winning templates, you can create a beautiful website. It's just simple. Like I said, add, arrange your content, all with the click of a mouse. Nothing to install or patch, though, if you do have a question. Squarespace's award-winning 24-7 customer service support can help you with any problem. No matter how technical, trivial seeming, it's like you got your own IT department. So make your next move. Start your free trial at squarespace.com today. You enter the offer code CG, you get 10% off your first purchase. Again, that's CG, like me, Chris Gethard. You go to squarespace.com. It's simple. It's easy. You'll enjoy it. Blue Apron. It's the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. Less than 10 bucks a meal, they'll deliver seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients right to your door. I love it. It's great. The box shows up. I get excited. What's going to be in here? Pull out those recipes. The pictures look good. Look at the ingredients. Ingredients are fresh. I managed to turn those ingredients into the pictures with my wife. We have fun. It's the best. You can customize your recipes each week, by the way. You can choose a delivery option that fits your needs. Plus, they got a freshness guarantee. Promises that every ingredient arrives ready to cook or they'll make it right. Here's some of the meals. Available in August, you got basil pesto chicken with summer vegetable panzanella. What is panzanella? I want to know. Sautéed shrimp and green beans with globe tomatoes, spinach, and orzo pasta. Whole grain pasta and summer vegetables with heirloom tomato caprese salad. Miso butter, salmon, lo mein noodles with cucumber and charmed tomatoes. Meatball pizza. Fresh mozzarella cheese and charmed tomatoes. Make the kids happy with that meatball pizza. Who doesn't love the phrase meatball pizza? It's fun. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash beautiful. You'll love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. Don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash beautiful. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Thanks so much to the advertisers who make the show happen now. Let's go back to the phone call. Yeah, I'm actually having contractions right now. I'm not going to lie to you. Is that true? No. No. I was going to say, you're remarkably totally composed. <laughs> Based on what I've heard about contractions, I am I was very impressed at your ability to indicate in no way that they were happening. I had <laughs> well, a moment of panic. you want them to come on the show and just fuck with you for an hour. So. I have always said that, and you're killing it. I had a moment of panic. Did you, well, did you hear my silent moment of terror as you said that? I did. I was like, is he going to say something? Or, okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, I was freaking out. 
But I also was thinking no, to myself, I'm good. man, I do like to, downloads I like are coming to on this people. one. Yeah. You got 39 minutes left, man. You, I'm enjoying this one. I like to mess with people while I'm pregnant because I think it's hilarious. What do you mean? So, like, people will come up. Well, people will come up to me, like random strangers or even people in the place, and they'll be like, oh my God, what do you do? And then I'll look at them with a straight face and be like, I'm not. That's so rude. <laughs> and they get like really panicked. <laughs> and then I just laugh. And I'm like, yeah, I totally do at the you know, middle of September. It's fine. <laughs> Are people always asking to touch you when you're pregnant? How's that work? Are people always trying to, strangers trying to rub your yeah. belly? Yeah, I had the the grocery bagging lady at the grocery store try and touch my belly. And I gave her one of those, like, oh, back to her with my hand out kind of thing. Um, which, I mean, she was just like a precious older woman. And I kind of felt bad, but it was just my natural reaction to be like, oh, don't touch my belly. Um, yeah, people do it all the time. I was worse. Or they'll say, like, oh, you are all belly. Can I touch it? I'm like, I'm not like a prop. Yeah. You know? That gets old, especially when you're like hot, swollen. You don't want people touching you, strangers. Yeah. I was once eating brunch. Yeah. And it, I was, this was many years ago before I was with my wife. I was dating a girl who lived in Red Hook, Brooklyn. There's some brunch spots there. I'm eating brunch. And I was gesticulating while talking. It's a cramped little Brooklyn restaurant. There's not much room, New York real estate. <laughs> and I was gesticulating and, and elbowed a very visibly pregnant woman in the stomach as, as she walked by. And I lost my mind. I lost my mind. I was, I was filled with so much fear and terror. And it was, I'm not talking like a pro wrestling elbow. I wasn't like macho man, Randy Savage coming off the top rope. It was in the course (laughs) of just, you know, talking with my hands. I moved the elbow and I immediately was like, Oh no, I'm so sorry. I'm so, and the whole restaurant stuff. And she was like, it's fine. I'm fine. You, it was a glancing, (laughs) it's, you just, you made physical contact. That's not, you're good. But I freaked out really bad. Let me just say, I appreciate that you apologize because I've been elbowed in the stomach many a time <laughs> since I've been pregnant. And most people just don't care. <laughs> they just keep walking. Do you live in a place so, with public transportation? I do. I live in Chicago. Oh, have you been on a train where like people don't get up and give you a seat? All the time. On the L. Eight months and they won't give you the seat. Yeah. It ha- I mean, once, you know, once. It's not like every single time I don't get a seat, but... I normally do not get a seat. There have been some kind people. You would say more often than not, no one stands up for a woman who's eight months pregnant. Yes, I would agree with that statement. And I don't want to speak for the entire city of Chicago, but I will say that's been my experience. Chicago, get on the ball. Lady's calling you out. (laughs) You specifically just said you weren't. (laughs) Do you make eye contact? If I was in your position, I got on that train where you're at and people wouldn't stand up, I would like crouch down to eye level and stare at them and make them look <laughs> deeply into my eyes every time. That would be so fun for me to just shame people and guilt people. Oh, well, you know what I do is like what's more effective than the eye contact is making them stare at my belly. Oh. So I just stand in front of them and push the belly out <laughs> and like touch it and like grab my back. And like do like the oh, you do. You really do that, and they don't get up. Sometimes they do, but most people are listening to their iPods. I get it. You know, 
And I'm no hero. I've certainly, I will occasionally let a child stand on the New York City subway. I will occasionally, there are some times where I will see someone who I can tell is a little older than me and I have been bad and looked back into my phone. But I'd like to think more often than not, I do the right thing when it seems like it's somebody who's uh, really in need of a seat. And I think someone who's visibly pregnant, you give up your seat every time as a rule. Hey, I've been there. I've totally like kept my seat too. So no judgment here. Just, uh, me trying to be a little snake and take advantage of the situation sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I get it. There must be. Are there other things? Are there other things I don't know? Are there like? Are there like when you say like you can take advantage of the situation? Are there other pregnancy-driven life hacks that I don't know about? Mm, pretty much, no one will say no to you about anything if you just directly ask them. So you just ask everything you ever want you know like can i board the plane first yes and they say yes so we just got back from europe we were over there and every single flight we took which we were on a plane every like three or four days because we were hopping around every single plane i was like can i board first and they were like yes absolutely and let me on get the overhead before everyone else and i was like can i get upgraded and they were like absolutely Really? First so, class? First class? If you want anything? No, just a business class. Business class but is I still no joke. Like it's a bad thing. Like, oh, first world problems, just a business class. <laughs> oh, just business class. Oh, just a thing where you get a free meal and the seat folds into a bed. Oh, just that. Yeah, exactly. exactly. That's nice. Tough life. That's pretty Tough nice. Life. Now, what? Um, that wasn't bad. I only got that twice. Now, you were someone who didn't. Sign up to be pregnant. This was an accidental thing. Mazel tov. It's still a beautiful yeah. thing. That being said. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Now the birth process, though, this is something you did not sign up for. What have you? Oh, what, what have you been learning? What are we bracing ourselves for on this one? Oh, hey. Well, you're you're going to stir up some controversy, Chris Gethard, <laughs> if we talk about this. Hey, I'm, I go there. Everybody knows that when it comes to controversy, I go there. <laughs> yeah, that Facebook group is on fire these days. No, the Facebook group is great. Um, the Facebook group is great. It is great. Yeah. So many wonderful people. Yeah. So many, so the, keeping it together. I love yeah, it. People are, people are on top of it. It was getting out of control, but I think it's it's been wrangled. I'm loving it. Yeah. I appreciate the Facebook group. I really enjoy reading it and reading the comments from the shows. So I love it. It helps me guide this thing. Yeah, I believe that. So what's the controversy? Uh, so, okay. We can create some controversy. I'm sorry for everyone who doesn't agree with me. Let's just start there. Um, I am going to have a elective and scheduled C-section, <laughs> um, which means I do not need to have it medically. I'm just doing it because I do not want to give birth naturally. <laughs> so you have so. <laughs> requested. A, I think most people fight to avoid, if I'm correct. A lot of people want a natural most, birth. Yes. Most most women fight to avoid the C-section and only do it in case of like emergency if their baby's like in breach or if something, you know, has gone wrong. Um, but I am not one of those women. <laughs> So much like your wedding, you are dictating when this happens. It's a running theme in your life. Oh, God. You just looked down at your stomach and you said, baby, New Year's Eve, 2016, winter wedding, 
See you then. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I was like, I hope, I said to my husband, I hope you join me on this journey when we marry, but I'm doing it anyway. So I'm just kidding. That's not what happened. Scheduling <laughs> I would not have had a baby with someone who does not want to have a baby. <laughs> Absolutely not. Now, why do people say that's a bad thing? Because um, it's like, uh, you're not giving it, like there's, there's some health benefits to natural birth people believe in and it, it feels like an unnecessary yeah, surgery. Yeah, so a lot of people believe that there's like a really good bacteria in the. Sorry, I've done a lot of research on it, so um, to try and justify justify my my choice, but maybe there's a lot of really good bacteria that's in the birth canal that, so like when the baby passes through it, they get covered in it, and it's like healthy for their immune system and things like that. Um, but it's just not proven, so. It's just not proven to be true. And I had a lot of conversations with my doctor about it, and she still, every single time I see her, asks me, is that what you want to do? I just, you know, I want to be 100% sure. So um, she's on board, and I'm on board. And um, it's really just, to me, I'm like a big fan of modern medicine. I know a lot of people love, like, the essential oils. My sister's one of those people. And, like, you know, the natural homeopathic <laughs> ways of doing things, but I'm a big fan of Excedrin when I have a migraine, <laughs> and uh, I trust doctors to cut me open and sell me shut, so you know? You don't begrudge it. When you talk to your sister, you're like, you enjoy the hippie bullshit. I'm going to go ahead and have yeah. machines and doctors trained to use them deal with this. Well, yeah. Well, and so my sister had two C-sections, but she had to because of... Uh, medical reasons or whatever but so she her recovery was so short it was one to two weeks which usually they try and kind of scare you off from it by saying that it'll take six weeks to recover from a c-section um but like she was back to work after two weeks and totally fine and she owns her own business so it's not like she had to go back to work wow. um and so you, you know for you, is it the convenience of the, is it like the scheduling, the convenience, take away the random chance, take away the panic rushing to the hospital? Is it for physical reasons that you prefer it? Um, I guess it would be more physical reasons. I think it is totally, this sounds terrible, but it's not, it's totally sci-fi that like my body would open up and a human would be ejected from it. <laughs> like I can't, that's like way too... <laughs> Too sci fi. Too sci fi. Way too alien. (laughs) (laughs) The most natural natural process that's existed since the beginning of time and has led to all of us being here. (laughs) Too sci fi. That's not a real real thing that exists on Earth. (laughs) No, it's way. (laughs) I know it sounds ridiculous, but like, I mean, try and wrap your head around that. That's, like, so messed up. Like, what do you mean my body opens into this giant hole and then a baby comes out? Like, what are (laughs) you talking about? Well, when you put it like that, it's not so appealing. But that's what it is. Does the body open up into a big hole? It's the first I'm hearing of this. Yes, you got to dilate to, like, 10 centimeters. But that's 10. Dilate means a a big hole? It means... you're or, yes. we're talking about the vagina here. Sorry to be. I'm not. Yes, yes, yes. We're talking ten about ten centimeters. Yes. Doesn't seem so big. How big's ten centimeters? Oh, well, you try. You know what I told my husband? I said you wrap your head around you dilating to ten centimeters and pushing a baby out. 
It doesn't sound And then pleasant. we can talk about whether or not it... No, no. I'm not saying it sounds pleasant, but I'm saying it doesn't sound like something James Cameron needs to conceive with a team of uh, CGI effects wizards either. (laughs) That's sci-fi. That's fair. Like Ridley Scott is going to direct your birth. (laughs) A big hole. Great. I mean, I know, I know it's like very beautiful, and I've seen all the videos, and it looks really, and I cried because my pregnancy hormones. You know, and I was like, oh, wonderful, they're bringing a baby into the world. And it's not that I didn't consider it. I thought about doing, like, water birth, doula, like, you know, that whole... How long did you think about it? Supernatural. How long did you think about it? Be honest. Like, a long time. (laughs) More than a week? Like a month. Like Like a a month. Like a month. Okay, that's fair. I did a lot of good research, and... My husband didn't give me any pushback, which I really appreciate. He was like, it's your body. You need to do what is right for you. Can I ask so. you some specific questions? Because I'm very confused. Absolutely. If I answer wrong, I'm sorry for everyone. Because I'm an ignorant. I'm an ignorant guy. So you you start I'm having... I'm an ignorant woman. What can I say? You start having the contractions. So that okay. contracting means something is getting smaller what is a contraction? I mean, it's like your muscles are like going in and out because they're trying to push what's in your uterus out. Okay. So you got, okay. So they're getting, okay. In and, out. and then what you go and you get. So I get contract. I do get contractions right now because I am getting ready. My body's getting ready to do that. So I do get like Braxton Hicks contractions at this point in the game because my body's trying to learn how to do contractions. Does that make sense? It does. So your body does like dry runs. Yeah. Yes. Now you go to the hospital. Water water breaks. I understand what that means. You go to the hospital. At what point? Actually, most women don't have their water break before they go to the hospital. Most women go to the hospital before their water breaks. Really? I'm learning. I always learn. Yeah, the doctor will like break it for you. Let me cut to the question I want to know most. At what point does your body turn into a big hole? (laughs) <laughs> it I mean, if you're sincerely asking, it depends on the woman. If you're trying to make it look hilarious. But if you're sincerely asking, it depends on the woman. Like, some women are in labor for 36, 48 hours. So is it right before the, is it like right before the baby comes sliding out? It just, it's just a big, it just widens out right before the baby? Or is it a slow process where that's gradually having, I've never thought about It's a slow process. It's a slow process and they come in and they measure you like every hour Uh or uh more frequently if you're growing faster. So once you hit the right number, which from what I hear is usually around 10 centimeters, they're like, okay, it's time to push. So there's like pre-labor, which is like the contractions and the growing. And like, like when you see in the movies, a woman like pacing around her room, having contractions, that's pre-labor. And then there's active labor, which is when you're like actually pushing and you're like using your partner's hand and your finger (laughs) up in the stirrups. Yeah. That kind of stuff. And And that's like when the baby comes out. And you're going to go in like a week ahead of when any of that will happen. Absolutely. How'd you know that? Yeah, they schedule it for 39 weeks. Because here's what I'm piecing together timeline-wise is 
if you're looking to avoid, you you can't, you don't want to go into labor because the last thing you want is ha- have a big hole and then a C-section, worst of both worlds. <laughs> C-section before the big <laughs> hole develops. Sorry to be crass. <laughs> okay. I think it's funny. I'm being told 10 centimeters. Yes. I'm, I've been given the conversion, the metric conversion, 10 centimeters, about four inches. Yeah, that's, that's huge. That is, well, I just held out my fingers. Yeah, that's nuts. Me too. That's insane that a part of your body yes. gets that much wider. That's actually insane. When you challenged now me to think, yeah, when me. you challenged me to think of that happening to me, and I, you know, I can only envision the parts of my body that even would allow this possibility. Truly, right. truly disturbing. Truly disturbing to think about <laughs> any you. orifice of Thank mine you. getting this much wider. That is. Yeah. Thank you. Get the C-section. Can you even open your mouth that big? I don't know. Let me try. Hold on. Maybe not. I just tried. Yeah, I have a pretty big mouth. Yeah, I can do that. No yeah, sweat. maybe you could. It is pretty cool. I can do it. <laughs> I can do it. Well, then that's where maybe you could have a baby out of someday. Out of my mouth. It's already that size. works out. Yeah, why not? Well, I can think Who about it. Who knows what the future holds, Chris Gathers? <laughs> Who knows what the future holds? You're saying that, <laughs> you're proposing that in the future <laughs> they'll develop a system where men can vomit babies. You're proposing that. I am proposing, I'm proposing that I wish there was like some sort of choice. I was telling my husband that maybe it could be like a USB port and I could like detach the baby and he could hold on to it for like a day. So you, that would be cool. you don't want a natural birth because it's too sci-fi. But you would prefer a system where you and your husband can exchange a USB port and share a child via USB ports embedded in your bodies. That's fine by you. You fantasize about that. I mean, that's just, that's just me complaining about having to, like, carry a big belly around all day, every day. A natural you know? birth is pretty much 2001 A Space Odyssey to you. But a USB baby that can be plugged into your husband like a port. Rom-com territory. Oh my God, I'm going to sound like such a crazy person. No, you're not. I'm messing with you on your birthday. If only you guys really knew me. (laughs) I feel like I do. You seem fun. You seem fun to hang out with. Good person. I'm pretty chill. Except for when I want to get married. (laughs) Yeah, except for when it's time (laughs) to get shit done. At which point you start constructing plans and executing them mercilessly. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's kind of true. But yeah. Yeah, that's kind of true. <laughs> How long do you anticipate being out of work when you're on maternity leave? Let's go ahead and hit the pause button there. We live in a capitalist society. Therefore, there are ads during this show. But luckily, there's a lot of products and services that you actually might be into. So check them out. Use the promo code to help Beautiful Anonymous when you do. And we'll be right back with more phone call. Paging all book lovers. Today's show is supported by Book of the Month. Book of the Month, it's a rapidly growing service with a simple goal, to make sure you love what you read. They search high and low for new books that you would not have found on your own. Then they narrow down to the top five each month. Then you just pick your favorites. They ship them right to your doorstep. Pricing starting at just 10 bucks for new hardcover releases that usually cost 15 bucks plus anywhere else. Book of the Month, it's a great value. Whether you get a book once a month, once a season, Exclusive prices will save you tons. Really enjoyed my experience with it. They do lay out. They lay out these books where it's like, oh, every single one sounds good. I, it's like, what is my personal mood right now? What am I in the mood to read? 
Let me pick it out because they've done such a good job curating it that it makes it fun even just going on there and picking it. It's exciting. It's good when people do their jobs well and you get to benefit from that job well done. Book of the Month, bound to delight and get your first book for 10 bucks at bookofthemonth.com slash stories. That's bookofthemonth.com slash stories. Thanks again to everybody who sponsors this show, makes it happen. Now let's go ahead and finish off this call. How long do you anticipate being out of work when you're on maternity leave? Um, I'm going to take 12 weeks off. I have a, I work for a wonderful company that gives me fully paid 12 weeks. That's right. So I'm pretty excited about that. But catch this game. My husband gets 16 weeks of fraternity leave fully paid, which is, I mean, it's a blessing. But like, what? I've never heard of a paternity leave package where they get 16 weeks. That's incredible. And are you guys going to do it where you do your 12, then he does his 16, so there's always someone home with the baby yeah. for his first 28 weeks? Yeah, I got to avoid that daycare bill, you know? That's so nice. I mean, that's also just so, so nice for your baby. Someone, one of your, one of the baby's parents will be there that many, that many days. Well, that's yeah, so nice. of course. Of course. I'm yeah. just, you know. Also a daycare bill. Also. I like that. Also a daycare bill. <laughs> also, save a couple Practical. bucks. Sure. <laughs> Also, yeah, save a couple of... <laughs> a couple of bucks. That stuff is outrageous. Is it really? I don't have any idea. Oh, yeah. So I live... We just moved, actually, from the city to the suburbs, but we still work downtown in Chicago. And even the suburbs are cheaper than the city, and the suburbs are seventeen fifty a month. Wow. For which daycare. Which is, like, insane. For daycare, that's, and the city is twenty five hundred dollars a month for daycare. For daycare, that seems crazy. That's like a New York City apartment price. I mean, with a roommate, that's not even like fancy daycare either. That's just like regular middle class people daycare. That's like they keep your kid occupied for the day, seventeen fifty. Yes. Wow, that's a scam. I don't even believe. I won't even ask what it probably is in New York. Probably insane. Probably as is everything here. As is everything here. I know, I know. But you know who just beat you with rent? S- who? San Francisco. San Francisco. That's where we moved to, and then back to the Midwest. From the, oh, you got out to San Francisco. You said, "Nah, too expensive." The Bay. We were out there for six years. Six years. Oh, so you and gave then it a we good decided, shot. Oh yeah, we were there. We we never thought we'd come back, but um, it just was too expensive. It just became like. Well, we're never going to buy a house here or have more than like a one bedroom, 700 square foot apartment. So, yeah. you know, let's and, go somewhere where we can like survive and live. And we, we need more room than that with the baby. We are going to surgically <laughs> remove the ability for us to even have. Can I ask what, what <laughs> suburb of Chicago you moved to? I'm familiar with the Chicago suburbs. Yes. I moved to Glenview. To Glenview. Now I dated for many years. I dated someone who grew up in Wilmette. Does that mean anything to you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm actually uh, hilarious. I'm actually in Wilmette at the moment because it's the closest bed, bath, and beyond to my house. Triple B. <laughs> I've spent a lot of time in oh, Wilmette. Yeah, spent a lot of time oh, yeah? in Wilmette. Yeah. Colonel, it was it? Mustard's pretty ritzy. Mustard's last stand. Mustard's last stand. Wilmette, Illinois. Now, I want to ask I you something. I have no you, idea what that is. You said you grew up in the Midwest. Did you grow up in the Chicago area? 
No, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Go Green Bay Packers. Because my ex-girlfriend, it always makes me laugh. And she doesn't talk to me anymore. If she hears this somehow, I hope she's doing well. I got nothing against her. Maybe someday we'll have a conversation again. Who knows? That's how these things go. That's so nice. Maybe she'll call Beautiful Anonymous. Oh, that would be the episode to end (laughs) all episodes. (laughs) The girl I dated off and off for eight years. Yeah, I dated this guy. (laughs) He took a bunch of drugs at Bonnaroo and we broke up. And I never spoke to him again. <laughs> I think he's an asshole. Oh, he was your girlfriend during that story? I oh, thought you were yeah. I don't know that story. <laughs> oh, That's yeah. hilarious. Big, dated for eight years. He took a bunch of drugs at Bonnaroo mm-hmm. in the most stereotypical way to fall off the wagon and found found <laughs> himself found himself in the drug haze and told me that <laughs> he saw his inner truth. It was time to move on. <laughs> Oh Wait, you broke up with her while you were in a drug haze? I took so much MDMA, and looking back on it, it was... But you broke up with her while you were high. It was definitely still in my system. It was like two and a half days later, but I ate like $300 worth. At the very least, I was... Right. Uh, my brain was scrambled from it. I don't know. I, I, I don't think I was oh still at God. a point where if I like rubbed my palms together, it felt like heaven had invaded my body and my mind. I wasn't still at that point of my mm-hmm. MDMA experience, but I wasn't doing good. It wasn't like I woke up the next day, drank a glass of water and was like, ooh, let's shake that off. It was bad. <laughs> it's, I'm, one of my guiltiest feelings is that we broke up while I maintain it was the thing that had to happen. I wish that it wasn't involved. I was going to say the good news is that it sounds like it was the right decision because obviously you're happily married and moving on, moved on. So yeah, sounds like it was the right decision. Hey, you, even though it was a drug, drug uh, moment. <laughs> you know, every once in a while, you're sitting in a field in Tennessee, eating powder out of a bag <laughs> that a stranger sold you sold you in a nearby field, and you say, you know what? Just because I'm best friends with a person doesn't mean we need to mean we need to be married. And you realize that that's your truth. Oh, a friend of mine so actually. Sad, you want the real story? Like enlightening. Here's here's the real story that doesn't get involved in the comedy show stuff. The punchlines. Buddy of mine, yeah. buddy of mine, who was also high. We were actually physically rolling around in grass. He was like, "Hey, that girl you're always hanging out with. Why don't you just make a move? Why don't you just make it happen?" And I was like, "We've been dating for eight years." And he's like, "Oh, I thought you guys were just friends." And I was like, "We are." <laughs> I was like, we are. And then I was like, I can never unsay that. And then I was like, Oh, that's so sad. Yeah, it was a bummer. It's really a bummer. I miss her. I miss talking to my friend, but maybe someday I'll hear from my hey, old well, friend. Hey, well, my girl, call the show. They'll oh. definitely let you through. Oh, you're out of your mind. <laughs> that would be. But she went to a high school called New Trier, and it always makes me laugh that everyone I've ever met from Chicago oh, yeah. hates New Trier kids. They hate them. Oh, I don't know anything about it. Yeah. Maybe I should hate them too. Apparently they're very spoiled. That's the reputation. Who knows? Huh. I went off on yeah. a weird tangent. Uh, yeah, well, you know, the thing I want to say about the friend thing is that what I always say the best, well, what my husband and I always say is the best thing about our relationship is that we're best friends who get to like, you know, do it, which is pretty great. <laughs> and we also really like each other. So I don't know. For me, I was like, I always want to marry my best friend, right? Like, because I want, I have to hang out with them all day, every day. Yeah. But I also, I guess there's also the romantic part that you need as well. Well, I was also in a situation where I was like, we've been together eight years. We don't even live together. 
what's going on? There's something stopping this. What is oh, it? Oh, yeah. Oh, I that, think maybe neither of us up with wants that, this. For sure. Yeah. How'd you meet your husband? You are loved. I, my life is so dramatic when you bring up these stories. That seems like a very um, standard was, question. Uh, <laughs> yes, it does. But little do you know, I do not, do not have a standard answer. Um, he was the TA in my marketing class in college. Whoa, scandal. And... <laughs> yeah. And um so I slept with him for the semester and then broke up with him. And you got slept an with, A. Wait, you slept with him during the semester <laughs> you were he was teaching you and you got an A? Oh hell yeah. Yeah. And because he, he would grade all the stuff. So I so we you know <laughs> what? So I pre- so I pretended to date him and then I got an <laughs> Did A. Did he know you then... were pretending? No. Oh. And you were sleeping with I mean, him to get a good grade? <laughs> yeah, which sounds really terrible. Is this I mean, he true? Was nice, but this Are... is true. But he was like, he was nice, but I was like 21, and I was like, I don't want a nice boy. You know? So. You slept with your TA. <laughs> you slept with your TA to get a good grade, <laughs> and you're now having a, a child eight years later? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. In another calculated plan, <laughs> you execute schemes. You execute. You execute. <laughs> so, at what point did you reveal to him, it "Hey, so bad"? So, when you broke it off with him, was it like you got the A and you were like, "Hey, high five, I'm out"? Like, it, did he? You used the guy. Um, I just was like, I don't want to be in a relationship. I'm still in love with my ex boyfriend. Yeah, so I guess, yeah, that's kind of what happened. And then he, like, was upset, and um, we and then we weren't together for, like, a year and a half. Was he like, your papers weren't and even then, that good? Your papers were not that good? It was, yeah, probably. <laughs> Actually, I do remember that I got some of his mail at my house because we only lived a block away from each other in this college town we went to. And I texted him, and I said, hey, I got some of your mail. And he texted back with like one of those like new phone who this situation. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> and I was like, Are you serious? And he was like, Oh yeah, I deleted your number because I hate you. <laughs> it's the girl from Marketing One oh one. Remember me? <laughs> it was Marketing One O One. It was absolutely Marketing One O One. He said I hate I deleted your number because I hate you. Yeah, that is what he said. I remember that. Eight years later, you told him, you're disgusting. <laughs> this sounds terrible. Can I no. just clarify that we really love each other and he's the best ever? No, your marriage sounds great. <laughs> Happy birthday. I'm sorry I made you I made the world. So how'd you get back together? Well, we were dating other people and then he actually broke up with his girlfriend because he was still in love with me and he like told me that. And then I was dating somebody else. And that guy was a tool, and that didn't work out at all. And um, then I was like in this. I was in a bar with my with a friend of mine who had just broken up with her boyfriend of like five years. And I like no sooner the words came out of my mouth, I literally said, "Oh my god, I'm so happy to be single again. I just feel like myself, and we're, you and I are gonna have so much fun being single. You know, doing the girl thing, whatever." And 
Well, that's his name. Sorry, I just said it. Bleep it. He walked into the bar. You'll bleep it? Yeah, we can bleep his name. That's fine. Good name, though. I know. You have something in common. Um, (laughs) He he walked into the bar, and I literally looked at my friend, and I said, oh, shit, he's here. And, like, because I, you know, because he was, like, always in love with me, and I was just, like, not ready. So, like, to clarify, the whole thing's on me, and I know that. Like, I was not ready to be in, like, a happy person relationship, you know? Like, I was, like, looking for trouble sure. and looking for, like, the bad guy. So, We've all been there. Um, I've dated the bad girls. Yeah, so then we, uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, so we went home together. And then, uh, like, in the morning, I was like, whew. Ran out the door and was like, got out of that one. You ghosted him. And then him. he, yeah, totally ghosted him. And then like a week later, or no, like the next day he was like, just go on a date with me. I don't know why we ever broke up. And then like a week later I called him and I was like, one date. I will go on one date with you. And uh, we did. And then that's it. So we've been together since then. Eight years. Wow. That's cool. That guy stuck with it. across the country. Yeah. Well, you know, it's just like one of those things where you just like make make choices that set you up on the path of where you want to be, you know? Like, for me anyways, that's how it was. Like, stop making dumb choices. Just stop choosing guys that don't want to be in relationships and don't want to love you and don't want to be happy. And give the guy who's standing in front of you telling you that he loves you a shot. You know, like, what did I have to lose? So I'm not saying that I, like, settled for him or anything like that. I don't want it to sound like that. But I just finally gave him, like, a real shot, you know, and discovered that it was, like, the most beautiful, wonderful thing that had ever happened. You just gave legions of nerdy boys hope. Nerdy. He's a TA. He's he's a, he's a TA in marketing classes. He's definitely nerdy. He's fiscally responsible. It was a job. <laughs> it sounds like a real cool guy. Fiscally responsible. <laughs> <laughs> You're making him sound not nerdy okay, at all. Well, he's not nerdy. He's fiscally don't responsible. Me, don't don't make me don't make me get defensive of my <laughs> I'm husband. Kidding. It's your pro wrestling fan. Whoa, throwing shade my way. Um, no, I'm just kidding. He sounds really great. He really does. I know. Yeah, he's wonderful. I mean, to deal with me, let's be serious. You've learned enough about me in the last hour or whatever that to deal with me, he's got to be a good man. So, now, what are you buying at the Bed Bath Beyond? Getting like one of those. Oh, I got to return these shitty curtains I ordered them <laughs> online. That's boring. <laughs> Housewife stuff. <laughs> Turning the shitty curtains. I love that. Yeah. Hey, what's going on with you and your house renovation? Done? Wait, my what? Did, weren't you renovating your house? Oh, yeah. Renovated the house, the kitchen and the bathroom. It was a nightmare. I was that for like five episodes and then it went away. Yeah, because I didn't have a toilet or a shower for months. It was the months when I'm on a, here's how we play. Here's how good my wife and I are at planning things. Let's go ahead and get the house renovated. Great. Yeah, let's pick this window. We won't have a shower or a toilet. Oh, it happens to coincide with when I'm taping an HBO special, the biggest thing I've ever done in my entire life. <laughs> Great. Yeah, perfect time to not have access to a toilet. 
Oh wait, you're a notoriously you're special. You're special is about how you're riddled with anxiety. Oh, does the anxiety ever lead to a nervous stomach? Yeah, it does. Perfect time to not have a toilet when you're more nervous than you've ever been in your life. Constant. Oh my god, what did you guys do? Did you just stink for a, a month? Well, I showered at the gym every day. There was a toilet in oh, our basement. It's a toilet in the basement of our building, which is Everybody who lives in our building is nice, but you, at 3.30 in the morning when you wake up and you got to pee in the middle of the night, you don't want to get on an elevator to a shady basement. Like, if I don't care how <laughs> nice your neighbors are. If they're hanging out in the basement at 3.30, you don't want to run into them. So it was always racked with fear. Yeah. So we did that. Yeah, like, what are they, what are they doing down there at 3.30? Like, definitely not things you want to be involved in. Here's a funny thing. I just got an email recently from a lady that's like, uh, I tracked your email address down. We used to live in the same oh. building, and I tracked your email Sorry. address down. I uh, I wanted to let you know I really liked your your HBO special. Um, I'm the lady who used oh. to always catch you brushing your teeth in the laundry room. <laughs> Wait, why are you always doing bathroom things and not bathroom places? Because I didn't have a bathroom. It was being renovated. <laughs> I didn't have a bathroom, so I was brushing my teeth in the laundry room. This lady caught me like three oh. times. I'd never. I thought it was like a different apartment, like no. like years past. I thought it was like a different same apartment. situation. I never saw the lady before or after. I would only exclusively see her while brushing my teeth in the laundry room, like a jerk. <laughs> you clean out the sink. That's the important part. Yeah, I made sure there's no toothpaste in the laundry room sink. You got to be a good neighbor. Yeah, you gotta be a good neighbor. It would be even worse if you were like shaving down there and like brushing your teeth and like leaving it everywhere. No, shaving that at would the be... gym. Here's it was actually nice because it forced me to go to the gym more. I was like, if I'm gonna go to the gym to shower, I might as well go a little earlier and just run on the elliptical. I was gonna ask. Yeah, so that was nice. But there were certain days where it's like I got a real busy day, this and that, a lot of stuff going on. I don't have time. You know who nobody trusts? The person who shows up at the gym just to shower, especially multiple times a week. <laughs> Nobody's totally That's cool totally with that fair. guy. Nobody's 100% <laughs> all right with the guy who only shows up to shower <laughs> and then leaves and never... You even bring gym clothes? No, it doesn't. I, <laughs> exactly. No change of clothes. <laughs> I don't even glance at the equipment on my way to the shower. Go, go into the locker room, come out 20 minutes later with soaking wet hair. The workers. Oh my god! Usually, when you go in, they say, "Have a good workout." They stopped even saying it to me. Yeah. Have a great shower. No, really. No, no they they weren't. <laughs> it wasn't that bad, but I was very self. Have you ever about been it. to one of those gyms where they put the machines in the locker room? What machines? Like like a like an elliptical or like a treadmill. Like there'll be like a little room with like one elliptical and one treadmill, and maybe like one of those like stretchy band things. No. So that like so, like some people don't have to go out into the like workout space. They just like work out in the locker room. Just work out in secret shame. Yeah, it's really weird. The gym that I went to in San Francisco was like that. There was like one elliptical, one treadmill, <laughs> a couple of like five pound weights, and then like some stretchy band things. And there was always just like there was always people on them. Wow. And I was like, why are you working? Because then they're just watching everybody in the locker room. And I was like, it's really weird. I need you to not work out there. <laughs> now, I don't want to interrupt, but I do want to say we have 40 seconds left. So I want to make sure I tell you very happy birthday 
Yeah, it flew by. Everybody I want to make sure that. I say happy birthday. Thanks for spending some of it with me. And also, um, huge amounts of love and luck to you and your husband upon the scheduled birth of your first child. Oh, thank you so much. I'm pretty excited about it. I do have to tell you something just out of pure honesty and transparency. Yeah. Totally not my birthday. Made it up. You said you wanted people to mess with you. I had to. You lied? <laughs> Are you even pregnant? <laughs> I am pregnant. I promise you I'm eight months pregnant. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> Thank you so much to our caller. You are a liar. You are a total liar. And I've never felt more manipulated in my life. I opened up to you, told you about my breakup, and then it turned out you were a liar who I never should have trusted. Uh, but it was awful fun in the process. So thank you for calling, and good luck with your uh, impending baby. That's super nice. Super nice. Thanks to the Reverend John DeLore and Greta Cohn, who helped build this show in the early days. Thank you to Jared O'Connell, Harry Nelson, in the booth getting me through these things thank you to Shell Shag for all the music want to know about me more about me chrisgeth.com that includes the tour dates from my route on the road doing the beautiful anonymous live check it out if you enjoy the show go to Apple Podcasts rate, review, subscribe really does help so much see you next time maybe you'll be the person I'm talking to next time see you then Paging all book lovers, Book of the Month is a rapidly growing service with a simple goal, to make sure you love what you read. Browse the five best books of the month and discover titles you would not have found on your own with exclusive pricing starting at just 10 bucks. You can get your favorites shipped to your doorstep for less. Book of the Month, bound to delight. And get your first book for 10 bucks at bookofthemonth.com slash stories. Next time on Beautiful Anonymous, a young caller in the midst of changes get some advice from both me and Katie Couric that feeling of like you're at the beginning of this thing and you get to figure it all out for as anxiety inducing as that is that must be super exciting too huh yeah I am kind of excited because I know in the end I'm gonna find some awesome queer people to be friends with and also be an awesome queer person I'm excited to get there it's just kind of you know crappy right now I'm curious about your childhood experience and when you remember having an awareness of this and what that was like for you and how you expressed it. So the first time uh, I think I ever had a very mature awareness of it was when I was 18. That's next time on Beautiful Anonymous. I'm Brian Safi. And I'm Erin Gibson. And our show, Throwing Shade, just moved to Earwolf. We take a look at women's issues and LGBT issues and make them real stupid. We make them real dumb. You'll be very insulted by what we have to say. And we have great guests, so come listen to us. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or your favorite podcasting app. We also talk about clip-on earrings a lot, where to get a great facial. And wigs. And a lot of wigs. It's everything you asked for and nothing you asked for. All in the same package. This has been an Earwolf production. Executive produced by Scott Ackerman, Chris Bannon, and Colin Anderson. 
For more information and content, visit Earwolf.com.